Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today again. So good morning, good evening, namaste, hola, bonjour, and marhaban. This is Namya Joshi, your host for the day. Welcome to episode 40 of the podcast, Each One, Teach Ten, An Amazing World is STEM, an inspiring venture where we'll be discussing that STEM is part of every day for every kid. We all will learn together how to build a STEM culture. For today, my guest is Mr. Claudia Zavala, who is a Adobe Education Evangelist based out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area with over 25 years of experience in the education world. He has served in the capacities as an educator, mentor teacher, educational technology trainer, and digital designer. He has a passion for helping students and educators share the stories with digital tools. I'm very grateful to have you here today. So how have you been? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I'm, I'm honored. This is uh, always honored to be asked to be on any show. So uh, thank you. And I want to make sure I say your name. Is, not, is it Namia? Am I yeah, saying it's it right? Namia. Namia. I hope I'm saying your name right too. Yes, you are. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Thank you. Right. So before we start, we would love to know more about you and the work that you're doing. So our audience watching us can be apprised from that. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Claudio Zavala Jr. And uh, I am, uh, I like to consider myself a, a, a creator, a storyteller. That's what I love to do. Um, and with that storytelling, I love doing it with photography, with video and um in graphics. Um, so I am in Adobe. I work with Adobe. I recently joined two week, about two months ago in the uh, community and evangelism team at, at Adobe and education. So it's a, it's a, I love, I love what I do and I enjoy it. And I get to work with teachers and, and students and, and help. I still get to continue to do what I do. Uh, just in a different capacity and a larger capacity. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. And that's, that's the most important thing. It's like, you gotta have fun and you gotta yeah. enjoy, you gotta love what you're doing. So, um, in, in, a, in a nutshell, I am also a musician. Um, in fact, today I have a, a show with our band and, uh, I love cycling. I, I love, uh, doing stuff with my hands. So, um, craft, a little crafty work. Uh, so a little bit of everything. Oh, I see. Ann. I'm gonna say hi to Ann. It's a good friend of mine, Alex. Hey, hello. Nice. I'm, Sorry, I, right, we see I many saw the name just from just saying hello. <laughs> right, I guess we can show a few people who have joined us right now. We have Mr. Alex, and we have Miss Lewis Alston. Hey, Lewis, how are you? And also we have Anne. So thank you so much for joining, and we'll be having many more people tuning in. So we'll and also uh, feel free to tune in the questions in the chat, and then we'll take them uh, in the end. I also have uh, my principal of my school, Mrs. Bindagogat, tuning in with us today. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining, ma'am. Okay, so starting with the questions, I would love to know that, you know, creativity and creative problem solving are amongst the most critical skills for success um, in the future workforce. And knowing this, teachers are very much willing to integrate creativity, but the, the thing is that they don't know where to begin. So I wanted to know that what can teachers do to learn about creativity? Yeah, so 
one of the things I think people get and teachers and I'll just say teachers because that's what we're talking about, but teachers and educators, but pretty much everybody thinks creativity is belong belongs only in the arts, you know, in, in the in the fine arts. So if I'm teaching math, if I'm teaching Spanish, if I'm teaching history, um, physics, English, they're like, well, creativity doesn't fit in those subjects because, again, traditionally we've always thought those creativity belongs over there but really creativity belongs everywhere so the struggle i would say with educators is is finding you know ways to integrate creativity but really it just it's really beginning with a with a mindset it's beginning with with thinking and you know you don't necessarily have to draw something you don't necessarily have to do something that's considered artsy, um, but really creativity is, is all about, you know, th thinking on how to, how to approach a problem, how to approach uh, a task. And so one example that a teacher can do in the classroom to, you know, in integrate creativity, where to begin is thinking of those traditional, and I always say this, the tra those traditional things. And I, when I taught many moons ago, it was everybody do a book report and everybody is going to follow the same format. So you basically had 30 of the same of the same things. Where if you decide, OK, let me try something different instead of having students, all of them do the same book report, all of them follow the same thing. OK, uh, students, I'm going to give you opportunity. I want you to share your understanding of what we read, but in a different format. So if you prefer to share your thinking in a form of song, maybe there's students that are inclined to more, they're musical and maybe they, they have a lot of gear at home. Say, hey, maybe I'll create a little, little tune to share my thoughts about this topic. Or another student say, well, I'm going to create a graphic. I'm going to create an art piece kind of describing what's going on. Someone else will maybe create a video. Someone will, will else will create maybe a, a presentation because that's what they're, that's their jam, you say. So, opening it up for different ways for students to to really share the thinking and that's kind of one way that you can kind of start with creativity in a classroom is really um, think of those traditional ways you would you would have asked students to respond and try different approaches so yeah that's that's right there even as a teacher doing that is being creative as you you're you're problem solving you're finding a different way for students to share their understanding that's so significant. And I totally agree on the point when you said that our thinking is just creativity is just when we are drawing or doing calligraphy and it's just in arts. And the issue comes when we have to start learning how to use creativity in other subjects, because since, since the beginning, it has been you know embedded in the brain that creativity is just art. But then when you approach the problem and the task, you know, like you mentioned, a book report, you have to understand uh, whatever we have read, and then you have to just uh, showcase that in form of probably a music, role play, anything. That's when I think creativity comes in, and that's exactly what you said. Yeah. And also, you know, it could be whenever we are brainstorming in different sessions, we could, you know, always go ahead, allowing students to come ahead and teach. We have, can have flipped teaching in a way, but teachers are also getting creative ideas from the students. And um, like you said, graphics. So that's when visual aids all also help us uh, coming to creativity for the positive way. Yeah.
Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing that I'll say is, you know, my wife teaches kindergarten and, you know, when I've gone to visit, you know, drop off a lunch or something like that, I've seen what they're doing and the younger grades tend to do a lot more creativity as far as, Hey, we're, we're, we're doing all these different things and we're rotating in the classroom. There's a lot of movement happening, but as you get older and I'll say for myself, you know, as you get older, you're, everybody's staying in your seat. Nobody move. Nobody, nobody talk. It's the teacher just talk. And it, again, it's, it's a shift. It's going to have to change and, and it is happening. But as, as students got older then that, that collaboration, that communication between them almost ceased to exist. But now again, we're seeing that shift happening. And, and I, I see it happening on social media. I see educators posting and it's awesome that that's happening. So that's kind of one of the well, the neat things is, you know, it's it's a shift. It's happening. Maybe not as fast as we wanted to, but it's I, I believe it's going to happen. So. Right. I agree with that. And um, coming on the next question, I would like to know that, you know, while learning, students are also collaborating, thinking critically, communicating, being creative. That's most important. So all the skills are successfully honed. Uh, for getting you know better positions for them in the future jobs so what do you think about like these skills getting added to um, the students profile and how can they basically uh get better use of them while learning absolutely so i'm actually going to speak on that from experience myself so um i had the opportunity first of all my, my father was a, was in construction so i did see a lot of construction uh happening at home that wasn't my goal to be in construction but i learned it but i took woodshop i took woodshop in in high school i took four years of woodshop and when i share this with people they kind of think oh that's interesting um i can build a desk i can build a cabinet because i have the skills but really what um what that taught me even though yeah i worked with wood i knew how to you know carve it and do all that but really is is the problem solving in there there was a there was critical thinking happening because you had to figure out okay, if I'm going to build this, what would be the best species of wood to use for this cabinet? What would look nicer? So you do research, you try and figure out. Um, you had, you know, there was problem solving, there was math in there because I had to figure out how much do I have to use so I don't waste material. And at some point we also learned to build things and then we sold them. So there was some math, there was some math involved, problem solving with that. And I think all that for me helped me in my, in my career you may think, well, I'm not, I don't do wood shopping. I never taught wood shopping in elementary school and I don't do it in my job. It's really the skills of think critical thinking, the problem solving. And that helped for my career in the future because I really do approach a lot of the stuff, a lot of my tasks, a lot of my projects with those, with that thinking, okay, what is the best approach to this? I, I do research. So that taught me. So are those skills definitely those will help students with future careers. And obviously you want students to be communicating, be able to collaborate. Um, and I think teachers integrate those, those types of skills. Sometimes we refer to those as soft skills. Cause you know, like, Hey, uh, let's take a test on collaboration. Do you know what, well, you can define it, but you, but you, if you don't participate in, if you don't actively, if you're not actively involved in, in collaboration or communicating, then you're not going to be able to do it in the future. So, definitely teachers that are uh you know teaching at the moment really in, integrate those soft skills in the classroom is definitely it's going to help the students in the future um to I, you're going to need 
a lot of that. And it's difficult now because we're, we're, I want to say it's difficult, but you and I are communicating. You're in India right now and I'm here in, in Texas. And, but we're able to communicate. We're using this, this technology, but we figured out, and I'll, I'll say for myself, I figured out how to use a tool like this. I figured out how to do video. Um, it was, it was a lot of, there was a lot of collaboration with others. There was a lot of critical thinking. I, I, don't, I don't know your experience with, with, you know, trying to figure out stream yard, but I think the skills that we learned in school helped us to be able to figure out not having to, I might've asked a few folks like, Hey, what's the best tool or, but it helped us get better to what we're doing now. So I think it's teachers definitely incorporate those, those skills and, and don't think of them as not being important. Um, and again, the lower grades, you see a lot of that as you get older, it's not really promoted a lot, but I think it's as educators, you're, I would say in there, definitely incorporate that in the classroom. That's so substantial uh, because like you said, you're working from a different field and then, or even if it's some kind of thing that we're not interested in or we haven't ever tried, but there's always something to learn from it, like problem solving. Yeah. And the, the the way you mentioned like maths, I um, even my principal always talks about this, and I believe that too. That maths is everywhere. Like even if you to try it uh, for let's say any subject or any actual practical situation, you can use it anywhere. And that's how the skills are. They can be used everywhere. Uh, whatever you're uh, learning in your school from the subject, there are many value-based learning, social emotional learning, soft skills that you mentioned that will surely help us uh, mm -hmm. students in the future careers to you know, get the uh, perfect job that we require or obviously become the job givers through the skills that we have attained so that uh, we can empower people uh, to start their own ventures and then use the skills for the better. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, so I would love to know that what drew you to this profession that you're currently working upon? So that, when I, when you shared the questions ahead of time, I was like, okay, this may take a little long, but I'm going to truncate it. I'm going to make it short for the sake of time. So actually, my first goal was, I was was not to be, I was not going to be a teacher. That wasn't my first um, career goal. I actually was wanted to be an architect. I started architecture, so I took a lot of drafting classes. That's why I took a lot. I took woodshop is really to learn the process of of building. Um, and when I got to college, the first year in college, um, I took like some drafting class and really it just, it's a, it's some, it's just something that happens. I, and it's my experience was, you know, this is really not, I'm not loving this. And that's, I think that's the key thing. I'm not a passion for it, uh, for the architecture. So I shifted to, I was going to be a firefighter, a, a firefighter and a paramedic. Then I took, I studied to be a firefighter paramedic. And really that was a, a long process i i was only one or two classes away from becoming a firefighter and um again it was not a passion for me and at that point that's when i decided you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be a i want to be a teacher maybe i think that's i'm gonna that's something i want to try i wasn't written i wasn't really passionate about it at that time i was young and i was like i need a job <laughs> but you know, after I started, it was like, you know what, this is, I do enjoy this. I do like this. And, you know, I've been in education for 25 years. And through those years, I really was involved in, in being a tech liaison at, at my campus, teaching other teachers how to incorporate technology. And this was before, this was like the very beginning of high-speed internet. We didn't have like, 
there was an old browser called Netscape that doesn't exist anymore. I don't think there was Google at, at that time, maybe at the beginning. I don't know. Um, but I enjoyed working with teachers. I enjoyed working with students. I always had that passion. And I got into video, vi doing video photography and I melded the two. And um, then I continued working in education and teaching educators how to incorporate technology into the classroom. And I really loved doing that. And, and uh, one of my, obviously one of my favorite tools, and I, I know I work for Adobe, but I, before I worked for Adobe, I loved using Adobe tools. So those, that's the one I shared. A, a, it was called Adobe Spark at the time and um, Adobe Rush. And uh, so I, I just, that's really became my jam. And I started a YouTube channel and um, I, I, I love doing it. And I, one of the things that gives me, uh, I guess, pleasure in is knowing that I'm helping others learn. And that's really the ultimate thing is I love helping others improve their, their skills to be able to tell stories. And, um, and I guess for me was what, what drew me is, is I love to teach. I love helping others. And this gave me the opportunity to do that. So I, I guess that was the draw for me is, is, is enjoying helping others learn. And you know, I learned how to be a teacher. And then I learned how to teach adults and now i get to do it as a, my full-time job and, and i love and i love it it's fun and i really love the way uh, how you started from crafting classes building and then um you, like but you're not passionate about it then about the firefighter but there's no calling about there's no passion about it but then when it comes to being a teacher there is the calling and there is the passion and passion is always the thing that we need to do and to follow because uh, when we follow our passion, we will prepared to work hard and do all the sacrifices, but then we don't let anyone limit our dreams. And I guess that's when we achieve the things that we need in our life. Yeah. Right. Okay, so I would love to know uh, from you that, how do you enjoy your life being a YouTuber? Like you mentioned right now that you've been doing YouTube. So, and also I wanted to know, like these days people have a very, uh, like a question about this is like all the time, but how can it be converted into a full-time profession? Yeah. So, well, um, I've been doing it for four years. And when I first started, it was really, like I mentioned earlier, so I just want to, I, I actually, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. I have, I have like two YouTube channels. One of them is where I just, I upload I, I like I love music and I love cycling. I love the outdoors. So I create videos and I just share videos. I don't really promote that. It's more like for me just to put it up there and just to really save them. But the other channel is more of the the, two, the educational one. And that's where I share um, with others really skills and tips and tools to help them improve their storytelling. And I, it's, it's, I have fun doing it. And like I said, I continue to be able to do that in my role uh, with Adobe as well is creating videos that we share in other platforms. Um, one that we call Adobe creative educator, and they're able to, teachers are able to go through process and learn. Um, but as far as how it can be, how it can become a full-time profession. And I don't consider myself like as YouTube as my full-time profession. I have my other full-time profession. So I kind of, I enjoy it. I still, I still do it. Um, but I think, how can you make it become a full-time profession? So the first, I would say, thing is you got to love what you're doing. You, you find what is that 
thing that you're passionate about. So for example, um, like my daughter loves to, to bake. She's, she's passionate about baking. She doesn't have a YouTube channel, but if she were to create one, maybe that would be one that she would, because she enjoys it. Or maybe you enjoy music and you love all different types of music and, and you're very well versed with music. And maybe you can start a channel where you critique music or you share music and say, I like this song because, or, you know, you are, uh, uh, an, you love the outdoors and you love going out different parks and, and, and you know a lot about different plants. So maybe your channel could be about going the outdoors and, and describing different plants. So the, again, the key, the first thing is finding what it's the, the niche, that one thing that you you're passionate about and then go for it. That's, that's the thing is really go for it. I didn't set off to create that YouTube channel to ever become my full-time job. If I wanted to, I probably could have put, like I put a ton of effort to it. People are probably like, how, how do you, people always ask me, how do you do it? I don't know, <laughs> I, but I get it done. But it really invest the time. If you really want to become a YouTuber, it, it, it takes time and it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Some people get lucky and you might get lucky and it, you, overnight success and that's awesome those are very few that those are very few and so if you're watching this and you're like that's what you want to do you want to become a youtuber know that it's going to take some time and if you don't see success happen right away don't be discouraged and just say yeah, i don't want to even do this stick stick with it that's one thing you you want you got to stick with it um I can look at my analytics for myself over the four years and it was really like this as far as viewership. And again, my goal was not to have lots of views, but it's there. And I was like, okay, let me look at it. Let me see it. And, and then at some point it just went like this. It just rose. I don't know why. Um, it just happened. Uh, I don't know the algorithm. I never, I never tried to trick it, but it just happened. So you want to make it a profession. Number one, find your, find what you're passionate about and maybe try that as a channel. Number two, stick with it. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Uh, another one is uh, on a piggyback on that one is you're going to see negative comments on there and you'll see positive comments. The positive always outweighs the negative. There, there's always more positive. I read mine and sometimes there's some negative comments and sometimes they make me laugh. And I was like, I don't understand why they say that. Um, but sometimes I'll read it and I'm like, okay. And it's a, if it's a, if it's a critique on something, I was like, okay, I I'll take that. I understand where they're coming from, where they say that and maybe improve. It's a, it's a constructive criticism. Sometimes it's just completely negative And I'm just like, I'll just ignore it. So that's number three. And number four is, is just to start. Don't wait like don't say well i don't have camera i don't have lights i don't have microphone i didn't start with all this stuff i don't with all these lights that i have the cameras that i have i i started with a camera it was not a high grade camera but it it did the job you can also start with your phone and so use your phone the the phones have awesome cameras so um then i'll say the last one like i said is just go ahead and start um and and if it doesn't work, if you don't see that, try another, try another passion, something else that you're passionate about. Um, something will, will pick up. So, um, and stick, stick with it.
that's so encouraging when you talked about how you're doing your YouTube channel for enjoying your passion people to understand different concepts that they uh, might have problems about in Adobe. I personally love your YouTube channel. I do follow up on the videos and then do learn from them. And I love the uh, four-pointer rule, like first of all, love what you're doing. And always remember to narrow the niche. Like if you have like 10 topics you want to talk about, but the one that you love the most should be the first one. And then yeah. you stick with it, you keep on. Um, when it comes to the viewers, they do motivate you when they skyrocket suddenly. And uh, about the comments, uh, like positive, motivate you, negative, you can learn from them. And like when it's always too negative, it is very important to ignore because uh, people try to bring you down, but, okay. but you know what you're doing. So that's right to do. And then just keep on continuing is what I learned from you right now. Yeah. That's so great. So I have this uh, fun question from you. Okay. Uh, for you that you're a photographer was there any funny moment of yours by clicking a picture that you had uh, ever overcome oh my gosh that's a great question funny moments with camera um wow um so maybe maybe i should have got the question earlier okay i'm trying <laughs> to think funny moments um gosh let me see well, I've I've never fall I've I've never fallen in like water. I've seen photographers when they when they do that. Um, I, I I don't know. I guess a funny moment. Um, I've made people laugh because I like I will get down on the ground to take a photo. Like if I'm and literally I've, I've been at a conference and even it's with my phone taking a picture of a camera and I've been at a photo shoot. Um, is I will commit to the task to get that shot i mean i've i have laid down on the ground in dirt face down to get a photo looking up um i have dangled myself like on a fence to to take a picture of somewhere because i wanted to avoid um and you know maybe there's water down there or something like that never like in a tall building and just just i don't want to risk anything but I guess maybe those are funny, embarrassing moments that people I made people laugh. Um, I guess one mo I guess one embarrassing moment I'll say is um, I forgot to I forgot an extra battery and like I was I was, I was out like and and fortunately it wasn't a paid it wasn't a paid project it was something for my own and. Um, like I had my, I think it was a drone. I was going to record or I was going to do something and all the batteries were dead. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to, it was embarrassing for myself. I was by myself, but that was, you know, an embarrassing moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen like about the battery, like it has happened with me as well. So like I sometimes whenever I go with my parents to uh, the hill stations nearby, I always carry uh, a recording phone that I uh, that I just have the videos for recording. So um, once like I forgot to charge the phone and it was like two person. So the entire journey I recorded the like video with two person battery, but wow. still it went well. Like uh, I couldn't show that much, but I could at least show a little bit parts. I was happy with that, and wow. that was the funniest moment that happened with me. Like two person battery recording the entire thing. I, I think we've all experienced that low battery on our phone at some point or another. I've been there too. And um, you put the little thing to save power save or whatever it is. And um, and then, oh, okay, I guess no more pictures because it, 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 it died. <laughs> so, 
I agree with that. Okay, so another question that I wanted to know, like as you talked about that you're passionate about drumming and cycling and things. So if I could ask that you have to choose between drumming or cycling, what would that be? Oh, oh my gosh. You know, I've I've asked the oh gosh, that's a great question. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Uh, that's a good question. You know, I've actually thought about that before. If I ever had to give one of them up, what would it be? Uh, wow. I, 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 I would, I would, I would have to, I would give up cycling because I love I, drumming. Um, I've been, I've been doing it since I was 12. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Oh, you got me. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess I, would, I would have to go with drumming to stay with drumming, and I would have to give up cycling. Although I love cycling as well. Uh, oh, boy! Uh, Miss Monica question. says cycling besides drumming, like you're cycling and you're drumming at the same time. I, I, yeah, <laughs> and I actually thought about the two. I'll, I'll just take my drums and and ride my bike and play drums at the same time. I'll <laughs> create a new bicycle to do that. Yeah, that's a great question. Wow. Um, Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So if I have your permission, can we uh, showcase the comments coming in for us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And also, if you have any questions uh, for Mr. Claude, you can always type them in the chat and I'll showcase it to him. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have this. Okay. Mr. Andy Kinevan is also here. Um, uh, two more creative people. Hey, Andy. He's a good friend. Awesome. And Thank, thank you, you so much for joining. Uh, this um, this person got shared that text. And thank you so much for joining. Okay, we also have Mr. Pekka Oli from Finland. Thank you so much for joining. So it's yeah, great to you see joining. you here. And Anne says this thing, uh, expanding thinking around how students share their learning opens up so many new pathways to show what you know. That's Absolutely. actually really true. Anne is amazing. Anne is amazing. I agree with that. Having a sound approach applied. Yep. Absolutely, Alex. I totally agree. Just consistent approach. Absolutely. Mr. Andy also says about uh, problem solving, critical thinking, visual representations, skills that um, blend into all lanes that life may take you. That's actually really, really true. Very true. Yeah, because you're you're going you're you every job that I've ever had, I've always had to present something. So yes, you're you're gonna need that skill, visual presentation, and uh, absolutely, good point, right. Andy. Um, Slurs says that uh, soft skills are extremely important for students in, uh, to learn and understand this value. Oh, Mr. Alex says that I'm sure uh, Nama uses critical thinking skills in Minecraft all the time. Like yeah. Thinking about which angle to make that block, where to place it, where that, uh, does that go, is there all the time. Minecraft is what I love. And critical thinking is the thing that works there most. Yeah, my, my, both my kids, my, my son is 24. He still, he still plays Minecraft every once in a while. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely agree. We have Riyadh from the Clippers TV. Thank you so much for joining as you always there all the time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Anne also says that uh, we rocked Adobe Spark before you could put videos in Adobe Spark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hashtag back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. And Mr. Pekka says that to promote creativity, if you have purchased Adobe CC for every student in detail, oh, yeah, that, that is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And the AI features are pretty amazing. Artificial intelligence. Um, really quick on that, where it suggests different fonts that you can use, but also just like, for example, when you take the background away from a picture, that's all artificial intelligence figuring all that out so that's it's pretty awesome and it's only getting better too right and he also says that they have courses where students can do their own project right that's actually that's great awesome. i love that <laughs> with drumming you can do double pedal <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that's true okay so mr alex has a question there what has been your favorite adobe cce challenge Oh yeah. So, um, we've had every month we've had challenges starting in January. I think I, my favorite one, um, was, I'm, I'm trying to think, I think it was February, but it's, uh, that you had all different circles around you. It was, it was my identity graphic, I believe. And you would just say what, what your favorite foods were, what you, what was, uh, something you're proud of, um, if you're not teaching, what are you doing? So it was nice because I was able to learn um, so much about others because everybody really shared a lot of personal information and a lot of what they're passionate about. And so you're like, oh, interesting. And didn't know that like you did that or didn't know that you enjoyed that. And just and also found commonalities with each other. It was really great. So that's probably one of my my favorite ones. Um, uh, one of the, the Adobe uh, challenges. That's really great to know. And I guess uh, that's all the comments that we have now. So uh, I would love to know that where we can find you online so yeah. that the audience watching us can connect with you. Absolutely. So you, you can find me on on all social media. At, you can find with, let me see if I can point it right there, at Claudio Zavala Jr., Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh I think I have TikTok. I don't use it as much, <laughs> but I think you'll be able to find it there unless unless it's different. Um, and I have Snapchat, but don't use it as much, but you might be able to find it there too. Um, on YouTube, you can find, if you just do a search of Claudio Zavala Jr., you can find me on YouTube, or you can go to youtube.com forward slash I am Claudius, like the Claudius Caesar, like the Roman emperor. Not that I'm an emperor, but that's just an easy way to remember that. Um, or you can go to my website. I've actually update. You can go to Claudio Zavala junior.com. I think I, I have to type that out just to make sure Claudio Zavala junior.com. And that should take you to redirect you to my site. Yep. That's it. So you can find my website there. And then from there, you can find all my, all my information as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, the easiest way to find find me on social um and he, we can connect from there i mean i always love connecting with others and i you know you you can always learn from others you can never um i i'm continually learning I never stop learning that's um something about me so find me on social we'll connect thank you so much for sharing that and i'll put that on the chat uh, in the description box yeah. as well Right. So before we uh, sign off, we would love to have a message from you for the audience. Absolutely. So 
I would share with audience, those of you who are watching live or if you're going to watch it on replay, um, is that, you know, I had something ready to say and it just went, it went, I went blank. But almost along the lines of what I was talking about right now uh, is you, you should never, never get to a point in your career, in your life where you would say, I'm done learning. It could never, never get to that point. You should continually be learning. I'll give an example. Like I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing drums for, since I was 12 in different, a different, uh, I would say, uh, levels. Sometimes I was very serious. Sometimes I wasn't. And as I got older, I took it more serious, but I never got to the point where I said, Oh, I'm done learning. The, I'm done learning drums it's you, you you learn to a point but if you want to improve you want to improve your skill you have to keep practicing you have to keep learning so i've never stopped learning drums even though i people will say well you play drums well okay i i yeah i can play songs but i never stop practicing i never stop learning new things like oh i this this will help me it'll make my it'll make it easier for me so that's just one example so never never ever stop learning continually learn to improve your skills um, and also uh, one other thing that I always love to share with others is you know you you and I we each have a story to tell and those of you who are watching live um, we all have different backgrounds we all have different experiences and one thing I would share with with the audience is you know be sure that you are the one telling your story because no one can tell your story better than you can. Uh, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're, you know, fortunate to be alive and individuals who have passed on, you know, there's biography. So people write about other people based on whatever literature is out there. Well, the best autobiographer for you is going to be you. And, and I would say, um, share your story. And the reason is, is if you don't share your story, someone else may share your story and not be right on telling the story. You're going to be the best author for your story. You're going to be able to uh, share experiences and be authentic. And ultimately, if you don't share your story, then, you know, your story is not going to be known out there. So what I would share with the audience is, is you know, share your story, um, whether it's through video, photography, written form, musical, artistically, all those different forms are a way to share your story. So definitely share your story. And one thing before I leave my videos, I always tell others, you know what, be good to one another. Be just, just be good. You know, um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's so easy to, to, to. It gets. It's. I would say it's almost easier to be negative with someone. It takes a lot more work to be positive with someone. But I think if we work to on that positivity and, and being good to one another, I think, you know, I believe it does. Uh, it's like a dominoes. You know, if I do it with others, they're going to do it with others. So I would just say um, be good to one another. That would be my last thing. <laughs> Thank you. And that reminds me of this quote that if you're will, if you're not willing to learn and share, no one can help you. If you're determined to learn and share, no one can stop you. Yeah, so I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today, Mr. Claudio. It was really fun having you today and learning so many things from you. And 
Also, I am very grateful for people joining with us today, sharing all the experiences and thoughts. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining. It was really great talking to you today. Yes, and thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I'll see you in the next episode. Till then, each one, teach 10. Have a nice day.